This is Partners in Practice, a weekly series dedicated to the evolving field of the advanced practice clinician. Here is your host physician assistant, Lisa DeAndre Linnell. On January 12, 2010, a Richter scale 7.3 earthquake lasting 35 seconds struck Haiti. This was the most powerful earthquake to strike the country for 200 years. The human impact was huge. About 1.5 million people were directly affected. The destruction of infrastructure was also massive, leaving hundreds of thousands of people without shelter. Thousands of medical volunteers have traveled to Haiti, armed with their medical knowledge and desire to help. Elizabeth Sheehan went to Haiti with a shipping container. Yes, a regular shipping container. Once littering the world, now retrofitted as a functional, portable health clinic with a private exam room, laboratory, and pharmacy. A big idea making a big impact. My guest today is physician assistant Elizabeth Sheehan, founder of Containers to Clinic, a nonprofit organization in Dover, Massachusetts. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Partners in Practice. Glad to be here. Thank you for contacting me. This is an amazing idea, Elizabeth. Tell us how you came up with this concept. Well, my background is in clinical medicine. I studied at Duke University in the physician's assistant program. I worked for 10 years in emergency medicine in the U.S. in both urban and rural settings. Then I really became interested in international humanitarian relief work, so I literally put on my backpack and went to Cambodia to work with the landmine issue. I was the medical support on the edge of a minefield. Cambodia at that time had the highest mortality and morbidity rates for women and children in the world, and so it was very clear that when I went into their homes, I was going to see real poor public health. There was no clean water. Their villages were littered with landmines, and women were giving birth on dirt floors. Children were dying in droves. There was no medicine or practitioner within dozens of miles in any direction. So I, two years ago, put together my life experiences, my clinical medicine, my work overseas. And after Cambodia, I worked in Africa and several countries and also got a public health degree. But the collation of what I saw in the tremendous need for a delivery system for women to safely deliver their babies in a clean place where there was a trained medical provider That was really my aha moment. I saw walls of shipping containers in every port where I had worked in these developing countries, and I just thought I'm going to put both of them together, the wall of shipping containers, the woman dying five miles away from it. So that's where it started. So what's so special about these containers? Well, our converted containers are pristine inside. The Listeners can look at our website. There's several pictures of the inside of the clinic. We really maximized the use of limited space, and we were approached by a healthcare architecture firm, one of the leaders in the world called Anchin and Allen here in Boston and offices around the world. They designed interior spaces for medical clinics, hospitals, and so they helped us use this tiny space and really maximize the use of a small space. We also were able to tap into the resources at MIT and other organizations that are working in resource-poor settings. 
So looking at how to keep it cool, how to have water provided by a tank on the top of the containers, how to power the unit when you're at the last mile in rural wherever in the world when there's potentially not reliable electricity where there may be no fuel. We really needed to look at how to make this unit what we call a Mars rover. So it really needed to be tough. It couldn't be anything that was delicate, and and if a part of the air conditioning unit wasn't available, the whole unit would have to shut down. That is not what we wanted to design here. So it took several months and a lot of input from specialists in areas that I had no idea about. I'm a clinician. I didn't know about design, technology, solar panels, but I learned pretty quickly. So let's talk about the things that are in there. So there's a, a private consult room. There's a pharmacy, there's a laboratory, an autoclave, it's got heat-reflecting paint, an ambulance entrance, solar-powered fan. What am I missing? Actually, there are two examining rooms. So there are actually two 8-by-20-foot containers that, when they're on-site, they're in an L configuration. So that if you're looking at it on the left side is the container one that has two examining rooms separated by a curtain and in that curtained area is a sink that has hot running water, which is basically unheard of in a rural clinic. And in Haiti, it's actually hard to find in Port-au-Prince. And as we are all aware, how important hand washing and just that simple public health intervention can save lives of thousands. In both of the units, there are solar-powered fans, There are mini louvers along the bottom of both containers. These are sort of output vents. So circulation, air circulation is obviously very important when you have a patient with TB, when you're in environments like Haiti where it's 110 and 110% humidity, you need to move the air. All of the windows open. They have screens. Probably 70% of the materials, excluding the cabinetry, is recycled material the wall covering and the floor covering, and these are all bleachable as well. So we have a lot of recycled material used here. We have your standard examining beds, otoscope and stethoscope and cabinets for all of the commodities that you would need to treat a patient. That sounds amazing. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Partners in Practice on ReachMDXM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with physician assistant Elizabeth Sheehan, founder of Containers to Clinics, a nonprofit organization in Dover, Massachusetts, whose retrofitted shipping containers turned portable health clinics are changing the delivery of health care. So, Elizabeth, as we speak, you're setting up your first container in Haiti. What's the progress report on that? I'm very excited to report that the containers are already in Haiti and set up on the grounds of Grace's Children's Hospital, which is right downtown Port-au-Prince. This was the leading children's hospital in Haiti prior to January 12th. They lost 80% of their infrastructure. They had a 90-bed facility and several buildings that were used as outpatient, but literally 80% of it was destroyed. The units arrived about two months ago, right after January 12th. We probably fielded 75 calls from various organizations, from the State Department, from other NGOs, 
from church groups, from individuals who, you know, immediately went to a website, put in medical container, clinic, earthquake, and we came up several on several of those searches. But we were very cautious about just dropping in our units in a disaster zone where there were so many complications and so many critical components that weren't in place for the unit to be operating. So the units are there. The solar-powered fans are humming. So inside the container, it's a pleasant 80 degrees, which is phenomenal because we really, we literally have taken the heat out of these boxes, which was one of our biggest design challenges. When will you start seeing patients there? In about two weeks, we'll be seeing patients We're training medical staff from the hospital now. We're working with our partners, AmeriCares, which is providing all of the pharmaceuticals. We're also working with Management Sciences for Health, which is based in Massachusetts, but which is a global organization that provides leadership, governance, and monitoring and evaluation for maternal and child health around the world. So we're just strategically preparing for our opening. Well, once the containers are set up, will you be responsible for staffing them or will the uh, country be responsible for staffing them? That's a critical piece of this model. We are working with Grace Children's Hospital and they will be providing and paying the staff to work in the units. This is a, a model that we've thought long and hard about. It's not a model of volunteers from the United States going down and working for a couple of months and then leaving. There is a place for those type of volunteer clinics, but this is about capacity building and transfer of the unit eventually to Grace's Children's Hospital. And we are lucky to have so many great inputs into this around training and resources. So we're building the capacity of Grace Children's staff by using and employing them. Let's talk about the process of getting the container to Haiti. What was it like working with the Haitian government and the Ministry of Health? I mean, I can't even imagine getting your container through customs. How did that work? Well, again, because C2C is a model of partnership and not, you know, my great idea that I started in my living room here in Massachusetts and an earthquake came and now I think I'll donate the box to the Haitian government. It never was that model. I've worked in too many countries to see that that's a disaster and would never be sustainable. So actually our entry into Haiti was quite smooth because of our partnerships with Management Sciences for Health, which is directly funded by USAID. And because of that relationship, we went in as a gift to the Haitian government via USAID. And when you start to get those type of relationships, you don't deal with literally shenanigans at the port. So we actually did not have any issues. Well, what are your long-term hopes for C2C? Do you plan on sending more containers to Haiti or other countries in need? Yes, we do. Our growth is all dependent on the resources that we can raise. We are a nonprofit. I started it in my living room. I have two staff. I myself am not paid. So our growth depends on the money that we can raise. Saying that, we have a lot of interest from different foundations and 
our partners, Management Sciences and AmeriCares, that are looking at trying to raise resources for us to scale. But we're being very careful about scaling quickly. We have enough in our checking account to build quite a few more units, but they need to be strategically placed where we have these very reliable partners. Saying that, we are looking at constructing two more units, which would be four containers altogether, and deploying them to Haiti, hopefully by the end of this year, with our same partnership triad. And how can people get more information about Containers to Clinics? You can look at our website. It's www.containers2toclinics.org, or you can just Google medical clinics and shipping containers. Um, Our website is very, very easy to access. They can also write directly to me at elizabeth at containers2clinics.org. Well, I was reading through the blogs, and um, I read a blog written by your program director, Kathleen Fleming, and it was very powerful, and, and she was writing about the difficulty of monetizing health outcomes and how to measure the outcomes and wanting to measure C2C's performance and how could they improve the current delivery of care. And, you know, Haiti is a country that's got 10,000 NGOs. And in her blog, she asked this question. She said, how do we hold ourselves accountable to efficiency? And I loved seeing that she wasn't just working on getting the container on the ground. She was thinking ahead of how can we actually do a great job of efficiently caring for patients. And you guys also have a quote on your website that says, from the government of Haiti, it says, uh, we have to do differently. We must do better. We must do more. And we must start now. And it sounds like Kathleen, you and and your team are are doing just that with your containers. So thank you, Elizabeth, for coming on the show. All right. Thank you, Lisa. And I'm so appreciative of how deeply you've read about what we're doing because it really is a model far beyond the container itself. We always say that that's the delivery vehicle, but what we have really thought long and hard and continue to think every day about is what does the operating model look like? What are the human systems? How can we provide care without doing any harm and by building capacity for the Haitians to rebuild in the way that's going to work for them? Well, that comes across loud and clear. If you visit your website, you'll see you guys are doing some great things and and we really appreciate it and we look forward to seeing the outcome of your containers and thanks for coming on the show. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to Partners in Practice on ReachMD XM160. You can download this program and any other program in our library at reachmd.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening.